Strictly Sail and Kayak, located in the Cincinnati, Ohio area, has a lot to offer when it comes to the sailing and kayaking realm. From Hobie catamarans and Catalina yachts to a wide range of kayaks like Hobie, New Canoe, Feel Free, Three Waters, and Old Towns. They also carry products from companies like Yak Attack, Bending Branches, Torquedo, Amped Outdoor Batteries, and the list goes on. So if you're in the market for a new sailboat or kayak, reach out to my friends there for great prices and awesome customer service. Chances are, if you need it, they have it. Or they can order it and have it to you quick, fast, and in a hurry. So these guys have been doing this a long time. So they know their stuff. So give them a call at 513-984-1907 or visit their website at strictlysellinc.com. Oh, that was a fight. Fish on. All right. Hey, guys, welcome back to the Evolving Angler Podcast. Me and Jeremy Honekin are joined by Brad Golden. He's a winner of the Tennessee Bass Nation Kayak Series event on Center Hill Lake this past month. We're excited to have him on, excited to talk about that day and talk about kind of how it all went down. And uh, now I've got a quick question first, Brad. Is that your, is that your father that uh, fishes with you? Yes, sir. It sure is. Okay. Cause I noticed the same last name and I thought, uh, one of the guys mentioned it was your dad. I wasn't sure, man. Yep. That's, that's gotta be so cool to share it, that kind of experience with, with your dad. It's unbelievable. You know, we, we started gosh, fishing tournaments in a bass boat years and years ago. Okay. And say so it just kind of fell over to this after surgeries for him with back issues and got into this and, Man, I, it's it's unbelievable. We you know we pull one trailer with both kayaks, so we always got to find enough fish for two people. Yeah, hey. Sometimes <laughs> it works out. Most time not. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Is there ever any? Uh, I mean, I know there's got to be some competition. You know, friendly competition, obviously. But uh, it's but you know, my dad's very humble, and he always wants to put me first. But you know, as he gets older. I don't want it to be that way. I'd rather him win. <laughs> right, right, yeah. right. Well, that's good, man. That's good. And uh noticed actually I should have had him on too. Heck, he finished second. So you guys yeah. must have you guys must have been in a really good, really good spot. Of course, we won't go into that. I know you know a lot of guys don't want to say that, but man, it's I, just I, I don't have any problem saying anything. I share it with everybody. Well, <laughs> I want everybody to get to me. <laughs> <laughs> that's how I feel. And Jeremy's the same way. You know, we go out and fish. We just want people to have a good time and yeah, man. So that's got to be pretty cool to share that experience with your dad. You know, my dad, we bank fished river a lot, you know, having that experience even now, man, it's just, that's awesome uh, to be able to share those. Always moments. got somebody to bounce ideas off of. And I mean, we yeah. fish so much alike. It's just, it, it's incredible. I'm very fortunate. Very yeah. fortunate. Well, it definitely shows that you guys fishing first and second, you guys must've been paralleling in a lot of ways on that event. Sure. <laughs> so, yeah. So uh, Jeremy and I want to thank you for hanging out with us for a minute, man, this event, um, I know Jeremy, Jeremy didn't get to finish fish it, but I got to go down Thursday and pre-fish a little bit. I worked night shift, So I worked all night, go down Thursday morning and pre-fish some Thursday. I've got a funny story here real quick before we get into you. So 
Pre-fish Thursday, got on some fish, man. I found uh, an arm on that lake. When I launched from the boat ramp, it was still kind of dirtier water. So, you know, that water kind of warms up faster. 60 degrees right off from the ramp. And I thought, heck, yeah. And I got up in this arm. It was almost 64 degrees. And the fish were, it, the bite was stupid. Like, I would flip a rattle trap out and boom. And after two or three of those, I was like, I got to stop. You know, and I was on fish. Friday, uh, me and my, my buddy, Tim Howard, he had come down Thursday night. We stayed tent. Third, we pre-fished Friday. And sco- we, we couldn't hardly mark fish in a couple other areas. We, we'd seen some. We threw it some. And it just felt like where I'd pre-fished Thursday was probably going to be a better area for us. <laughs> come Saturday morning, we get to the ramp. Bass boats everywhere. Monster tournament launching. And I was like, we tried. At first, we took five minutes and was like starting to get our gear unloaded and was going to try to sneak by. And then we realized this was going to be way too hectic and uh, left us kind of uh, short notice, you know, going somewhere where we hadn't really fished. We didn't want to go to the other places where we didn't really mark a lot of fish. But, you know, we got on them. We finished, uh, I think it was, I finished 17th, 16th, 17th. He finished, uh, I think it was 20th, 21th, something like that. So we had a good day, you know. What? Not that it would have been different, you know, going where we were going. I mean, it just is what it is. Right. I, I can't say I'd have been any higher up. I may have finished worse. But never been on that lake before. You know, it was, it was new to me. It was a new experience for me. Um, now, have you had experience on that lake before at all? I actually live... 20 minutes from the lake. So that, that was my home lake when I was in a bass boat. That and okay. Delta. Oh, okay. Now, since I've switched to the kayaks, that's actually the first time probably in two years that I've actually went fishing on Center Hill. Okay. Wow. But that pattern is something that me and my dad has, we found it probably 15 years ago in a, in a boat tournament. And for three weeks during March, first of March, when the water gets about 50, it's it's incredible and it's really on every bluff from mid lake to the lower end. Especially mm. if it gets a little bit of color and a little wind on it, it's crazy. Yeah. yeah. It's it's a lot of fun. Yeah. A lot of fun. Now, Jeremy, have you fished that lake before? I know you I fished not. around a little bit. I wasn't sure if you'd hit that lake. No, I wanted to go, but like <laughs> say that second shift life gets to you and oh. <laughs> puts a damper on a lot of stuff. Yeah, I, I took two days off. When I was on day shift, before I got moved to nights, I took Thursday and Friday off for that event. They get moved to nights. I didn't really think it through. You know, I'm like, oh man, I'm working into Thursday morning. You know, I got off work at 3 a.m. and had all my stuff together and I got home and I said, you know what? I'm going to power nap <laughs> before I left. But, um, yeah, but man, that's awesome. Um, so enough about me. Sorry. Um, so let's get into this. So you said you and your dad kind of both transitioned to kayak scene about the same time exact same time okay uh the last bass boat we we were on the pro staff with cno marine in west tennessee and okay. the last bass boat we got was a 2017 and that boat there we was at kentucky lake and i i'm assuming that i hit a wave wrong we were making a 90 mile run each day of a tournament Ooh. and he never complained to hurt him during the tournament but two days later he couldn't walk Oh, man. And he, wow. he had two back surgeries since then. So pretty much the doctor told him, you know, you're going to have to find, you're not going to be able to fish. So we kept the boat and bought kayaks for a year. 
And once we kind of got into that, we wasn't in a pedal drive at the time. We was in Jackson's. Of course, Jackson's made, you know, 20 minutes from my house. And we did that for a year and the boat never moved. <laughs> so really? we finally decided it's time to sell the boat. We've, we've upgraded a time or two in kayaks. And, you know, I, I don't know that any of them's any better than the other, but yeah. we've got where we can compete a little bit and we do good at certain times. And then there's times that we really struggle. <laughs> Man, that's just how it goes. I'm better at certain times of the year. Uh, other times of the year, I, I probably just stay at the house, quit donating my money to you guys. But, um, Jeremy's teaching me to get on a, uh, teaching me about a chatterbait. I, I dude, I've caught like two bass on a chatterbait now, I think, or one, you know, so I'm not great at it and people all around me could be catching them. And I just, uh, you no, know, that was one, the one bait I said on stage down there the other day that I caught fish on every lure that I took except for one. And that was the one lure that I did not catch one. And I can't believe it because I catch a lot of fish on a, on a jackhammer. Really? Man. But it's usually I'm fishing Gunnersville and Chickamauga as well. Yeah. Um, so what kind of kayaks you guys in now? We're in Hobie 360s. Ah, okay. Yep. Good stuff. Good stuff, man. How do you like that kayak? I, I love it. I love the mobility of it. Um, I still, of course, we both have broke belts. Now, I'm not sure oh. we're not the best mechanics, so I don't think we've got it back together just right. We both had issues <laughs> Saturday. That was 30 minutes of it. I couldn't go anywhere but straight into the bluff. Wow. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I finally I've, moved around and got it, but it's they're they're great kayaks. They're, yeah. I mean, they're, yeah. I've uh, I've I've heard some people having some issues out of the 360, yeah. but I I don't. I mean, I'm sure it's like anything, you know kinks work himself out maybe because they haven't been out with those long i don't think the 360 i think uh 2020 maybe yeah so it's like anything new maybe you know there's twerks and kinks and stuff they got to work out but i think i just said twerk i don't think that's appropriate word (laughs) (laughs) yeah close enough but uh all right man let's get on this so did you pre-fish at all or did you just feel pretty confident where you had some experience on that lake we we were very confident. My dad actually fished three weeks ago, and the water, of course, then was 10 to 12 foot higher yeah. than it is now. And they caught fish. Of course, he didn't go. He wasn't on anything where we were at. But I knew following the pattern by looking at the lake levels and it dropping and knowing from the water temperatures that, he, that it was going it was going to align pretty good. He took off work last Thursday, went down. I was kind of talking back and forth with him throughout the day, but it was like 11 o'clock and he hadn't had a bite, but he hasn't, he hadn't got on any of the prime stuff. Yeah. And by the time I took lunch at 12 o'clock, he had sent me probably six different fish over 18 inches. Oh, wow. Wow. Dude, leave. Don't catch another one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Don't, yeah. Chill. <laughs> Saturday, he, he didn't even fish on Friday. Saturday was different. I mean, course we had like you said the boat traffic yeah that one bluff that i started on i had eight bass boats on it with me and wow. we were out catching them i talked to every one of them and they all had them it's it's just the timing yeah that water gets and they'll be there for another two weeks and then they'll be gone yeah that's what jeremy and i are making a trip down to dell this weekend sunday oh and man it should be good i know that's what i'm hoping for those two lakes, I was told they fish a lot alike, and I feel like they do. Like I fished Dell quite a bit, and first time on Center Hill, I was like, "Man, this is there's a lot relatable to this." Like deep water, deep, 
deep bluffs. The grass throws everybody. That's the difference, really. Yeah, there's not a lot of grass on Center Hill, is there? Very little. Very little. That's what very I heard. Little. I didn't see any at all, which I know it's early, but. Yeah. Honestly, <laughs> there's so little. I've not found very much in my whole life down there. Wow. I like Center Hill better than Del Hollow, then. I hate grass. <laughs> oh, really? Now that's, I love Del Hollow in the summertime at night. It's yeah. it's incredible. Oh, I mean, I know bass lay up in grass and everything, but I, I just, I hate fishing it. <laughs> yeah. I've not had much experience fishing grass. I mean. Del Hollow grass is different. It grows so deep. Fish grass that's 25 foot deep in the summertime. Good Lord. Yeah. They get in them. Yeah. So I guess, you know, your pre-fishing was kind of done, you know, by your dad, I guess. So, yes, sir. Uh, does he take credit for that? Does he hold that over your head? Uh, he'll always <laughs> take credit, but you know, I'm, I'm all right with that. <laughs> all right. I'm uh, just messing with you. All right. So, you know, I guess game time, man, comes down to the day and yeah, it's time to, you know, get on some fish. I guess you guys headed out to probably that same area then, right? You know, we put in and on our way, after we left the house and headed down there, I said, well, where are you going to start? I said, that way I go somewhere different. He said, you just pick which way you want to go, and I'll go the other way. So I went left, and he went right, and we never saw each other again until quitting time. Oh, okay. So you guys wasn't like right beside each or near each no, other, and I shot. No, we, we fished. I fished one side of the lake, and he fished the other side. Nice. Okay. Man, you guys still must have been on him. I mean. Yeah. And he, he struggled early. I know I had a limit in 30 minutes, I guess. And he didn't get a limit till it's like nine, nine thirty. It sounds like me. I I got on a massive amount of spots. I mean, it was like spot after spot after spot after spot. And I'd catch 14, 15. I'm like, I need some bigger fish. Of course, I caught I caught a couple of tiny smallmouth and I hooked in it. I caught a 17 smallmouth. And I was like, all right, you know, I'm I'm getting in some some bigger fish here. Dude, it don't matter where I migrated. I found one little pattern and it was the side of these points that was kind of more hiding the wind uh, mm-hmm. was where I was catching all my fish. If I fished the other side, I wasn't catching anything. Like I'm thinking, man, there's so many fish up here toward the back. It's, of course, it's probably the males moving up. You know, I was like, I, I got to work my way back and I worked my way back and I just, I caught that 17 and I was like, okay, and me work out a little bit and I started fishing some, some main points and, you know, I lost a couple nice fish, but uh, then there at the end, five minutes, four lines out, I had a giant, it was probably at least 19, 20 inches. Like I would say around 19, 20 inches, maybe 21. It's hard to guess, but this was the biggest fish of the day by far. And I've caught some bass. I've caught a lot of bass. So dude, when this thing come up and I seen that mouth and it just turned sideways, spit my jig out of the kayak, I could have puked five minutes, four lines. And I don't think it made a difference. I, I estimated even four or five inch coal would probably only move me up three or four spots, maybe. Right. Um, but dude, I, I realized then that I was in the wrong place all day, <laughs> but, uh, yeah. So it was very weird though, man. They, they were so shallow the first of the morning. I mean, right on the bluff wall. Really? There was a time period there midday that I went, gosh, an hour, maybe two hours that I didn't even get a bite at all. Yeah. And I switched at that point to a, a, a three inch. Mena, Z-Man Mena Z swim bait on just a little three sixteenths ounce jig head. Okay. Because I was watching on that depth finder, the shad had moved off the bank and they were all, the shad was suspended out there in like 20 foot of water. Of course, it's over a hundred foot. And I, I don't know what made me do. I made a bad cast. 
and it, I threw it off the bank there. And when I did, I just was reeling that on the spinning rod real slow. And of course, I, it was a bow in my line, and it was just thump. And I thought, man, I set the hook in that one cold. And that's where I stayed the rest of the day. I, I was I was parallel in the bus, but I was still a good 20 feet off of it. Yeah. It's like, I guess, when the pressure of the, all the boat traffic maybe pushed them off the bank or, or something, something changed. Yeah. Because you know, they're hugging that, that bluff wall. Yeah. One of the things I talk to guys that say they hate fishing these straight up and down bluff walls. I have, I, I don't, it doesn't bother me so bad. Like, I guess if they are right on the bank, I struggle catching those fish. I'm glad you said it because I, I struggle catching those fish that are off of these bluff walls uh suspended some that i just i don't know it seems like i throw everything at them i maybe i'm just not doing it right but man i i struggle so bad with that part jeremy do you have experience fishing like on these bluff falls and stuff like that no uh, i've never had a kayak to be able to do that it is right because yeah, last year at dale i had that vibe and i mean you remember how wet bad it was with the wind and everything yeah that's um, right I tried to stay as far away from that bluff wall as I could <laughs> moving around, but, uh, man, it's awesome. You've, uh, you got on a pattern and what am I, I know Jeremy and I've talked, we're wanting to fish a lot, uh, a lot of new water this year. And that's part of the reason why I'm fishing the, that trail, the Tennessee Bass Nation kayak series. Um, it's cause it's literally all water that I've never fished before outside of Dale. You know, I've yeah. never even fished Kentucky Lake. Really? Uh, yeah. And, and, you know, I'm not originally from Kentucky, but man, I'll be honest. When I first moved here, I've heard of guys going out to Kentucky Lake and guys flipping kayaks and, and they're like, if the wind hits right, like you're going to have freaking monster waves. And I was just like, oh, I'll stay away from that. <laughs> but, I'm going to tell you, there's so much backwater up there. Okay. There's no need to be out there, really. Okay. Especially the time of year that, that we'll be going there. Okay. It's, it's going to be fun. I hate, I'm going to miss it. Yeah. It stinks, but I got to have shoulder surgery April 6th. Oh, man. I'm going to be out for a little while. Stink. Oh. <laughs> yeah, you're going to have to get healed up. Um, yeah. Your dad's going to have to take the range for a bit. That's what he's, he's going. I've been doing a little pre work for him here the last couple of days. <laughs> hey, uh, speaking of, now, did I hear right that you guys went back and forth a few times on a leaderboard? We, uh, I led. Pretty much all day until about mid midday, and I glanced at it one time, and he'd went ahead of me by a half inch, and then I went back <laughs> ahead right before it cut off, and I thought, "There's no way." Honestly, with the way he was catching them in practice, I hate to say it, but I thought we'd have 95 to 98 inches. Yeah, heat. Yeah, but it just it did not happen. I lost like you did. I lost a, a giant smallmouth in the last 30 minutes on a crankbait and it come up and it had the whole bait in his mouth the first time it jumped and it got closer to the boat and it just kept every time it come up it jumped three times and every time it had less bait in it <laughs> oh, <laughs> I mean, just like it just opened his mouth it was right there by the net tail walking and and just spit it out oh. and it was it was probably a 20 21 inch or two yeah. and i caught some some good fish that day and it was a lot bigger than anything i'd had a hold of yeah. Yeah. That's, that's how I felt about that one was, I, okay. So I pitched a jig. I come around this main point down this buff wall and there was a, a big tree kind of hanging off. It wasn't connected still, but it was hanging off the wall down in the water. And I thought, man, that looks fishy, you know, and I pitched a jig over there 
I thought I felt a thump, wasn't sure. And when I set the hook, I mean, hook sets are free, right? That's what everybody says. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, and uh, I set the hook and immediately just felt dead weight, like I was pulling a log. And it was so heavy. And I was like, ah. Uh. So uh, back to kind of explain something here. I'd went uh, the two rods that I used for jigging. Um, I had already broke leaders on and it being so close to lines out. I didn't want to waste time tying on another leader. So I had a corner ounce jig on my little tiny, uh, medium, medium spin rod. And I don't normally do that, but you know, I pitched it out there. I was just trying to get another fish and maybe that's what happened. Maybe if I would have had a little more girth in my rod, I could have rammed that hookup in it a little better, but feeling the weight of this fish on a spin rod, I thought, oh gosh, man, this is. And I was like, no, that's a log. And there was no fight. It was just like dead pull. And so when I eased up to start, you know, reeling and start trying to get my lure free, uh, then I felt it. Toom, toom, toom. And maybe it was on a log. Maybe it popped off and then this fish grabbed it. I don't know. I, you know, I wasn't underwater, but I think right. maybe either that might've been what happened because I swear it felt like just such a heavy log. And maybe when I eased up my jig fell and boom, but regardless, I, then I realized, <laughs> yeah, then I realized, oh my gosh, you know, I've got a giant and when it, it broke water once and then broke at the kayak. And when it come up, and, you know, sloshed its head around and some big old mouth on its big, large mouth, big old head on it and uh, turned sideways. And here come my jig right at my head. And I was like, ah, you know, uh, yeah. Losing fish is never fun, but it's part of oh. the game. And, yep. you know, I could easily count that as an excuse, but I would be willing to bet that over half the trail lost fish that day it's just part of it you know but to continue, yeah you got to be able to continue to grind and continue to to work and and look over you know when things like that happen it's easy to get frustrated trust me i want to cry especially you know knowing i didn't have a chance at another one with the time limit but did you ever reach a point where maybe you had uh like a, a extended time frame where you wasn't catching or was it pretty solid throughout the day yep it really slowed down midday for a couple hours. And I, and I still think if I hadn't moved off the bluff wall just a little bit, I don't know that it would ever pick back up for me. Yeah. Because once I did that, I didn't catch them great, but I did catch they, everywhere the minnows would just really be stacked in there. And, of course, when it's like that, you know, your, your depth finder, it might be 100 foot deep, but there's, the minnows are so thick, it's just going to say 25 or whatever, higher depth they are. Yeah. When I'd get in those spots that it was like that, that's where they would be. And I'd, I could catch two or three, but they might be, you know, 14 inch smallmouth, 15. But then I'd, I picked up another 18 even and then a 17 three quarters out of it. Nice. And then I lost that big one. That big one actually was on the point where wind was just crashing on it. Yeah. Of course, so, all these bluffs are just right outside spawning pockets. Yeah. So yeah. They're just staging. So was your dad on a similar bite then? I'm sure you guys talked. Absolutely. Exact same lures, everything. Nice. And I'll, I'll, every one of those bluffs, we fished, I fished two bluffs and he fished two. And I went up and down completely to the end of both of them. And they, they were both probably three quarters of a mile long. Okay. I just picked my way down real slow. Made a lot of casts. Yeah. Yeah. I was hurting bad. It I still ain't completely over this arms. <laughs> I it don't, don't need to be doing that. <laughs> yeah. Sounds like musky fishing. Me and Jeremy's I, with, I don't know if you ever did any of that, but 
the little river here locally that I grew up on, it's got some big ones in it. Oh man. You get into musky fishing, throwing big lures all day. You don't have to throw big lures, but you get throwing right. those double tens and big glide baits. Oh man, you'll feel I like a, a six inch bullshed down there last Saturday. Okay. And I actually caught one on it, but it yeah, I remember you saying they like that. that they, they really like it down there on the bluffs, but you got to time it just right. I mean, okay. it's, you don't get near the bites. Usually it's a big one. That's why I actually threw it. Okay. I, I don't know. There was a little bit too much color in that area. I mean, we, I don't think it's mid lake area where we were at. We, the color was pretty much out right there okay. past where we were at. I, I reached a point. First two hours, dude, I was cranking, stolen spinnerbait, throwing rattle trap. I was power fishing, speed fishing, trying to locate. Dude, I hadn't caught anything, and I, I couldn't believe it because I'm marking fish, and I'm throwing, you know, the wind. It's kind of windy, and I'm like, it's a good spinnerbait bite, and I'm just not catching anything, and I slowed down. I was like, you know what? <laughs> I'm going to slow down. I tied on a uh, Texas rig peanut butter and jelly hula stick, and a Z-Man hula stick. And I started pitching it in nasty stuff. You know, you guys talked about trash fishing. That's basically what I was doing was anything that looked nasty and looked fishy. I was pitching it in there and, uh, I was popping out spots. So I got me a limit pretty quick after that, but then, uh, I started kind of focusing more on trying to locate some bigger ones and, and, and the lake so, used to be full of, you know, four pound to five pound spots. It's not, it's not near as good as it was. I, you know, I only caught two spots all day and usually. In the years past, doing what I was doing, you catch a bunch of you yeah. know 15, 16 inches. Yeah. Is there striper on that lake? I, nope. that. Now, I say that I've never seen one. Okay, I'm pretty sure that, of course, just across the Center Hill Dam, there's some in the river. But back when the Alabama rig first came out you, a few years back, there was a, a big striper caught in Center Hill, but ain't nobody else seen one since. So, the reason I say that, all right. I won't hold up too much time or change subject too much, but here's my question. So when Tim and I launched, <clears throat> you know, it's, it's still dark, obviously. And I thought somebody had threw a rock off a cliff. It was so loud. Wow. sounded like a paddle hitting the water. And I thought, what in the world? And it's dark. And I'm turning my headlamp on shining over like 30 yards away. I'm like, what in the world? And then bow right beside us. And I'm like, what is this? And then you would see, like, you could barely make out fish busting water. And it was so loud. And I'm telling you, I've never experienced that. And I thought from guys that I know that striper fish at night, they say it sounds freaking loud when sometimes these striper come up and bust water. That's the reason I was asking. I told him, I said, it has to be striper or something. Because they were. There's got to be more, you would think. Well, we were graphing the, an insane amount of big fish on our graph. Like, you would have. 30 fish run under our kayaks and you could watch them, you know, as we're traveling somewhere and you could watch them. And I mean, they are ginormous and to have that many like carp would be one thing, but I don't think carp running that big of a school. I don't know. That's, I had to ask you that. Cause man, we, that was an experience. Like it sounded like somebody was launching boulders out of trees and hitting the water. Just boom, boom. Uh, my, my father-in-law actually was the one that caught that strapper years ago and it was gosh if i remember correctly, it was like 45 pounds it was a big one wow oh my god yeah i mean he, he was in a boat tournament he actually had it and it wouldn't fit in the live well it was i remember him coming in with it on the back deck of his boat <laughs> <laughs> jeremy you caught striper before i have not oh that's got me want to go back down there what we'll to go down there and check it out <laughs> 
<laughs> I've caught just a handful. I caught one at Chickamauga and one at Old Hickory years mm-hmm. ago. Nothing, no big ones for me. Yeah. Um, all right. Sorry. We'll get back on today here. I know you're at work. Um, all right. So coming down to, let's say, the last, I think they turned the leaderboard off about an hour left to go. Was you still on fish? Was you confident where you was at? Was you still pulling? Kind of what was the scenario there? And was you pretty confident you would get, you know, at least top three or something like that? I thought when it turned off, I could get top three. I didn't think I had enough to win. Okay. I, I thought I needed to call at least two more times because I still had a 16 and a quarter okay. in, in my bag. And I never called that. And I, I caught. Within the last 30 minutes, I caught four 16 inches. Okay. And of course, I lost that big one. Okay. And that big one, I mean, it would have called me up. I'd have probably had 91 inches, roughly, is what I was figuring 90 to 91. Yeah. But I really thought that it would take 90, 92 to 95, honestly, to yeah. win. Yeah. You never know those, those sandbaggers. <laughs> right, right, right. Because there's was... so many areas on that lake where there's no, no signal. Right. Well, luckily, I, luckily I had service. I couldn't believe it. Um, yeah. I, I was worried that I was, you know, making a trip all the way back down from the other end of the lake to, to Edgar, what Edgar was it? Evans. Yeah. Edgar Evans. I was like, I don't, I don't know if I'm going to even be able to log fish in time or find service to log fish. But one of my then, good buddies that, that I travel with Chris Walters, okay. he, uh, he, he showed on the leaderboard as nothing all day. And I'm thinking, surely this guy's too good to be. Yeah. And he ended up getting third when he, he just didn't have any service where he was at. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was one guy. It might have been him. He said, I promise I wasn't sandbagging at the awards. He said, I promise I wasn't sandbagging. I just didn't have service. <laughs> the nicest guy you ever meet. Absolute oh, yeah. nicest guy uh, ever is. Nice. He was oh. my roommate in South Carolina at the Classic. And oh, he actually got he got third and made it on stage at the Classic. Oh, yeah? Yes, sir. Nice. Nice. A better guy. <laughs> yeah. Well, man, uh, I want to congratulate you on uh, a big win. Uh, I don't. I don't remember where you're sitting at AOI. Are you? Are you uh... I did not finish or fish the first one at, at Del Hollow. Okay. Back during the month of December, it's pretty much seven days a week for me here at work. Oh, so, I bet. I bet. Yeah, I, I, and that was about one I wanted to fish. Yeah. My dad didn't even go. I tried every way in the world to get him to go, but he just he didn't. He didn't go. And of course, we, we're deer hunters too. So. Yeah. Usually by October we're done. Yeah. And, probably march usually jeremy's got some big deer on his wall you'd like his big deer i, I love to chase the deer oh yeah i like to turkey hunt i'm not a good deer. i'm all right deer hunter but i like turkey hunt you're about to get busy with that turkey hunting man oh man fired up um i used to really get into it and i just of course i've got two girls that play basketball every weekend and leaving this afternoon me and my youngest going one way and my wife and the oldest going the other way yeah yeah <laughs> Yeah. So it, it takes up most of my spring right there now. Yeah. But that's all right. It's it's worth it in the end. <laughs> yeah. Man, definitely want to congratulate you on uh on a big win. And you and your you and your dad both finished the first and second, man. That's that's awesome. That's that's memories right there, man. Um we, we definitely appreciate it. Oh, and I definitely want to have you on and talk about the day. I appreciate you taking time to come and talk with us. And uh man, it's just it's always great. I could I could talk for hours with anybody that wants to talk fishing <laughs> really appreciate you coming on the podcast for us and uh man excited i know you said you can't fish kentucky lake 
I think the next one is uh, Gunnersville. Are you? I'm, uh, hoping I'm, I'm hoping I'm better enough to go by then. Well, see, I've not I'm fished that lake either. For six weeks, so we'll see. Oh, okay, <laughs> so about six weeks, you said. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm, yeah. Honestly, though, I'm going. I'm fishing before that. He just don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess to give a little rundown here, um, what is Gunnersville like? Because I've not fished it, and I want to. It's. It's you're going to catch more fish at Gunnersville than you are at Chickamauga. Really? There, I, my opinion, there's a lot more grass. You can catch them so many different ways at Gunnersville, though, especially in May. I mean, they're Texas rigging, you know, lightweight sinker in that grass, sinkos, top water, a buzzbait bite's going to be incredible early. Yeah. Um, there's just so many ways, and it fishes so big that you don't see anybody most of the time. Yeah, that's what I like about it. You know, there's going to be bass boats all over you there and Gunner and Chick as well. It's just, yeah. gosh, they're most popular lakes around, you know. Yeah, but you're gonna you're gonna really like Gunnersville. Really like it. I fished there for a lot of years as well, and it's I've caught bigger fish at Chick, but you'll catch more fish at Gunnersville. You can catch them doing about anything you want to, for sure. Mm. Nice for sure. Oh, man, I might have to try and sneak down there with you on that yeah, one. Yeah, yeah I know. you won't miss that. One. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> warm weather, so it'll be it'll be it'll be a slugfest for sure. Both's got that grass you don't like, <laughs> Jeremy. Uh, hey, <laughs> you'll learn to <laughs> like that grass. <laughs> that's, that's what I was going to say. <laughs> yeah, man, it's a uh, it's a. Uh, I'm excited, man. I qualified for that championship. I thought you got in. Yeah, so that's going to be a fun one too. Oh man, so so many good anglers in that. I uh, I mean, I'm fishing waters. You guys fish, you know, coming out of the womb fishing. I just, man, I don't know. Donate don't some money know. on that one. I know last year Jay Wallen got in, and he he done good in the state championship. I don't know if he's in yet on so far this year. No, he's not yet. I don't think so. He uh, he figured them out down there. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna give it a run. Get Jeremy right. along. You'll enjoy it. Yeah. <laughs> It'll be fun. Well, man, listen, I appreciate you. Uh, I'll let you get back to work. Thanks so much for taking time out of your day, man. Hang out with us. And hey, talk I appreciate you guys having me on. Yes, sir. And, uh, man, look forward to having you again. You bust out another win. I want to have you on. All right. Sounds great. And maybe, maybe, you know what? We'll just have you and your dad on anyway sometime. Hey, yeah, that sounds yeah. good. We'll talk fishing for hours. Hey, that sounds <laughs> oh, yeah. good, man. <laughs> hey, uh, Brad, I appreciate you, sir. All yes, right, sir. guys. And, uh, I appreciate it. The shoulder surgery and help you heal up. Yes, sir. Y'all have a good day. You too. You too.